It's time for Wolverines Weekly. We sit down and recap the latest in WDC athletics. Let's hustle to it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Wolverines Weekly on KWAD. Happy Saturday. I'm CJ Baumgartner. Well, we have plenty of conversations with your Wadena Deer Creek head coaches. And, hey, the weather's starting to get a little better. A few more events are starting to get in. We'll recap all the action after this. Welcome back to Wolverines Weekly. And we're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head track and field coach Mark Reynolds. And, Coach, just talk a little bit about what you guys are doing right now. Well, we finally uh, got our first in or outdoor meet in for the year. Last night we were in Pillager, um, so that was uh, that was good. After you know almost two week layoff for us with no meets, um, so it was we had decent weather. Uh, not great for the end of April, but you know we had to kind of take what we could get to get uh, to get some outdoor competition in, and um, you know it was good. To, Good to finally get out there and, and let the kids compete. And, and you know, you mentioned that, a two-week layoff, and before that they were doing indoor meets. I know you guys obviously have been practicing outside, but but just talk about kind of was there any rust with uh, some of your players, or do you think they came out and did really well? Well, it was a, it was a good showing. Um, but, yeah, once you, you know, adjusting to being outdoors and running in the cold, you know, competing in the cold um, is always going to have some challenges. You know, you're going to have a – a cool wind and and uh you know keeping your body temperature warm and things like that so it's a, it's a bit of a learning learning experience competing when it's cold like that um so the transition from indoors to outdoors is gonna gonna have some ups and downs like that but um you know it's the kids gotta adjust and and learn from learn from some, some things we had some uh some mistakes last night but uh overall it was a, it was a good um it was a good meet for us and what did you like out of uh, your showing? Well, on the girls' side, they ended up finishing second overall to uh, Becker won it, and they're they're a double A school, so uh, quite a bit bigger than we are. Um, but uh, you know, they had a really, you know, our girls are just very well rounded. Um, you know, we can score points, you know, in basically every area, track and field. So, um, and and they showed that last night, and um, that was good to see good to good to kind of see him in a bigger you know as an 11 team meet which is uh on the bigger side for our kind of regular season meets um outdoors so it was um it was a good it was a good night and you mentioned that a little bit bigger kind of showing do you think with you know how just kind of crunched the schedule has gotten that that's kind of going to be the norm is a lot of teams kind of all getting together for these big meets yeah, unfortunately, you know, everybody's trying to get meets in now. So teams are, you know, if you're hosting meet, you're trying to be flexible and, you know, it's, you got to be understanding that, that other schools are trying to get meets in too. And, you know, there's quite a few schools around here that don't have a, uh, you know, an all weather track that they can host meets on. So we, you got to kind of let, let teams come and, and, and make adjustments from there. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean it's just it's just good to everyone's excited to be outside and and being able to compete. And with some of these meets, kind of you know more teams being there, a little bit bigger, does it kind of give more of that uh, kind of you know su- subsection and section kind of con- like uh, conference meets? Does it kind of get you a little bit more uh, thinking in that mindset of kind of that postseason? Yeah, I mean it, it it lets us see a little bit more competition, so we can see you know a little bit better how we excuse me how we stack up. So that's uh, 
you know, that's a nice thing about some of these bigger meets and you can see how you do against some big, you know, some bigger schools. And, um, you know, I, the more teams that are there generally that, you know, you're going to see more of teams that we're going to see towards the end of the year, you know, at conference or true team or, you know, our section individual stuff. So it's, um, it's good to see how we match up and then, you know, try to make adjustments from there, whether it's, you know, within the event, or maybe we want to look at, you know, an event longer or an event shorter, um, you know, just based on, you know, what we're seeing, you know, with the results of these, these meets right now. And for, for you and your coaching staff and everybody just trying to, to help along these kids and just kind of talk about the different wrinkle it adds with the limited ability you guys have been able to get out and do these competitive meets, especially outside. Uh, just how does that kind of affect your timeline with where you want players to be uh, at this point in the season? Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of crunch time, you know. Um, you know, it's it's nice to be able to get outdoor meets in and in, in you know the beginning and middle of April. So you know, just to kind of test the waters with different kids doing different things and kids, you know, you can practice things all you want, um, you know, especially on the field event, you know, side. But you know, once you get into competition, is really going to show what what you can do. So. Um, you know, it's, we're, 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 we're only, a, we're less than two weeks out from our true team and three, less than three weeks out from our conference meet. So, you know, we're really trying to, you know, figure out the best way to put together our, you know, our team line lineups right now. And we, we only have a couple more meets before, you know, our true team section meet. So it's, uh, it's not ideal, but you just kind of got to go with the flow and, and do what you can with, with what you have. And you mentioned uh, the girls' team finished second at the meet, and just talk about a few of the the performances you really liked out of uh, their showing. Well, Amber Collins, she continues to run really well for us. She won the uh, 400 and 800. Um, Gracie Arm, eighth grader, she won the shot put. She continues to throw really well. Um, uh, Layla Sharp, she's a she's a seventh grader. She's she's been doing well with our sprints, and she she actually won the 100 meter dash last night. Um, and, uh, we had, we did fairly well in our, in our jumping events as well. We, Isabel Larson won the triple and, uh, Maddie Packer was, uh, second in the long jump. So we had, we had good, good performances there and, and, uh, had some solid showings, you know, in our sprints and middle distance and distance events. So, and moving over to the boys side as well, just talk about how they did yesterday. Well, our boys are, uh, we, we kind of had a little bit of a, a different lineup, I guess. We have, we had a couple kids get, um, um, get into the Hamlin Elite Meet, which is an invite only meet, um, down at Hamlin University in, in St. Paul. So those guys either didn't compete or only competed on a limited basis. Um, so that kind of, you know, switched up our lineup and obviously made for some, some holes. Um, but, um, to keep them a little more rested for, for today. Um, but you know, overall we were kind of mid pack at that meet, but I think we beat the teams that we wanted to, wanted to beat. Um, and, um, you know, but we had, we had good, good, uh, good jumps. Charlie Bushinger continues to triple jump and pole vault. Well, he was in the top, top two or three for both of those. Um, you know, and we had, uh, our, uh, boys four by two, 200 meter relay. Um, they, they won again, I think might be their fourth fourth win for the year um but they put up a pretty big time you know kind of within the um within the states in terms of class a they're you know in that top top five top ten um statewide so that's a that's a big 
big time for them to start the outdoor season. And Bjorn Brun- Brunsberg had a nice night uh, uh, in the distance events, picking you know picking up a couple top six performances. And then um, Lane Lane Hoffs is a is a new new high jumper for us this year, and he actually uh, did well there and picked up a third. So that was. So it's good to see he's 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 really starting to you know learn the techniques and things of high jump and um, it's starting to show with, with his um, with his meet performances the last couple meets. And you mentioned uh, that meet in Hamlin you guys are heading down to at the moment. Just talk a, a little bit about that meet and kind of how great of an opportunity it is uh, for some of your athletes to get to do this. Yeah, it's uh, you know there's no classes. It's just you, you put in your kids, you put in times. Um, or distances or heights and um, you know then a few days later you know they kind of gather everything up and then they just take the top top nine or top 12 kids depending what event it is and um, you know it's a it's 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 a huge accomplishment for small school kids to just get there um, you know it's pretty well dominated by you know metro area kids and you know triple a schools so um, you know for for kids from a class a school just to just to get in there is, is a big accomplishment um so for for lyric lyric Haug and brady Domeyer to get in there that's that's big um and uh you know it'll be a really really uh good experience for them to go to go to a big meet you know kind of midway through the season um just to kind of you know see what it's all like you know um lyric actually isn't going to be able to compete because he had a little uh little bit of an injury this week um but uh you know for brady it's it's um it's going to be a good experience for him to compete at a big meet and you know hopefully that you know can alleviate some some nerves and things like that as you get down the stretch you know trying to qualify for the state meet so it'll be fun to fun to go compete somewhere and you get to see a bunch of new faces and and um you know people you've never competed against and you know kind of get out of your comfort zone and and see how how things go and we'll make adjustments you know if needed from there talking with Wadena Deer Creek head track and field coach Mark Reynolds Mark great to talk with you and get an update on your team and hopefully now we've kind of turned a corner with this weather and uh you guys can be able to start getting more meets in yes thank you Again, I'm knocking on wood profusely here, uh, but I think we finally are starting to turn a corner for the weather, at least in terms of temp. I think we're we're at least getting away from it's too cold and it's too snowy to play. So we'll see what happens, but it's great to see these kids getting able to finally compete after weeks and weeks of uh, just kind of having to keep practicing. It gets old eventually, and it's great for them to get that opportunity to get out and compete against some uh, other schools. All right, well, we're going to take a break, but when we come back, we are going to have a chat with the baseball, the softball teams, and then later the boys and girls golf teams as well. That's all coming up on Wolverines Weekly on KWAD. Welcome back to Wolverines Weekly, and we're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head baseball coach Kyle Dykoff. Coach, talk about the last week with your team. Well, we were able to get out and play Monaga in a doubleheader on a, a very chilly afternoon earlier this week, and uh, able to sweep a doubleheader. Always tough to, to sweep a team, especially in conference with a tough opponent like Monaga. Uh, first game was was crisp, uh, eight to nothing win, and in the second game we we come out and the temperature started to drop, and and so did our defense. We had a rough inning there late in the game, but we're able to hold on, find a way to win twelve to nine. And, you know, just with a couple of those games, bats obviously working really well. The cold not stopping that too much. Talk about what was working well. Yeah, it was nice to see us drive the ball a little bit. Uh, 
something we hadn't done a whole lot of yet. So we had a lot of extra base hits, uh, including a, a big triple from Peyton Rondesvet and and Josh Dykoff also uh, got us on the board for home runs this year and hit a three-run dinger there that uh, really catapulted our offense uh, getting going in that doubleheader. And, you know, uh, just that first one of the season, what was the dugout like when the ball went over the fence? Uh, exciting. You know, it, it was a matter of time uh, for it to happen and, and a lot of smiles. Uh, Josh had been struggling a little bit out of the gates, uh, maybe pressing a little bit, and uh, his smile coming around third uh, took, care of, took care of those struggles and, and his teammates were there to greet him at home plate with the celebration that uh, they had been waiting for. And you mentioned that, uh, just a little bit of struggles at the plate, and I'm sure just because of the fact of you just haven't had a chance to see a ton of live pitching yet. Where do you think your team has been in terms of kind of just that trying to, you know, catch up to pitching and try and adjust to, to live pitching? How has that been for your team? Well, I think we're ready for, for the live pitching. It's just been tough to settle into a groove for these kids and and to get uh, consistency over your playing games uh, three, four times a week and getting into a groove and, and a lot of times in hitting it, uh, you got a hot bat and it's tough to keep a hot bat when, when you're only playing once a week and, and getting bounced around. So, uh, said it all along, uh, the sun is going to shine and these bats will be ready to go. And once we're playing four and five games a week. And, you know, with a, a few games now under your belt, you kind of feel like, you know, every coach coming into the year has an idea of what they want their team, their lineup, their defense positioning to look like. Do you feel like uh, you've kind of gotten into a groove with that as well, or does it still kind of need a few more games to kind of settle everything in? Well, I think we know where, where the pieces are, but uh, the kids haven't had all the opportunities to, to go play ball, and, and there's a number of kids that need need some at-bats. Uh, our pitchers, with the depth we've had, need innings. And uh, I think we know where they belong, but uh, they all just haven't gotten the opportunities that they need to, to have some success here in this season. And, you know, it's an interesting point with, uh, you know, with a bunch of games having to be played, you know, obviously trying to catch up here now as we get into the final month of uh, of the regular season. Uh, but just where's that kind of line for you as a coach, you know, with trying to get those pitchers in, trying to get as many arms as possible warmed up to also making sure you can win those games and, and set yourself up in a good position uh, come playoff time? Yeah, we got uh, five games next week. Um with Sabika, Mills, Parkers, Watertown, and, and Perm, and and uh, five very good teams, three um, top-tier teams in that group. Um, so we kind of got a rotation figured out. Uh, fortunately, we're deep enough that we can have uh, basically two arms ready for each of those games if need be. Uh, we're ready to go, um, just, just waiting for things to break here and, and let these kids do their thing. Yeah, and you know, uh, with your pitching staff, and, and you know, you said it's a, it's a deep unit and one that you're really confident in. Just kind of with a few of your pitchers, what do you think is kind of, uh, you know, the style, or, or uh, I guess just kind of how each of them go about things? Just kind of the diversity in styles, I guess, of your uh, of your pitching staff. Um, well, I think the big thing is with our staff is is you got to have kids that want the ball and they want to go out there and compete and, and want to throw against tough teams. And I think the majority of our staff is that way, that uh, 
they're not going to come off the mound willingly. Uh, they want to stay out there and they want to grind and and um, they're ready for that opportunity here with the week ahead and, and we're going to need uh, guys that want the ball uh, on short notice or, or often uh, multiple times in a week uh, to get through five games. So I'm looking forward to them uh, firing up this week. And uh, just, Coach, uh, uh, if you can, just are there a few players who you've kind of noticed through the first few games and maybe just as practice has gone on and uh, you guys have started to get out there more, who have been a couple guys that you've really kind of seen uh, turn a corner or at least take a nice uh, step in their uh, development this season? Well, I think we have uh, a number of 10th graders that have, have moved into roles or are right there uh, ready to help us. Um, Gunnar Olson is one that's got a few at-bats and, and looked comfortable at the plate. Um, Teshi Lohr has come back out for baseball this year. He's exceeded expectations, just needs uh, some more time uh, in the field and, and at-bats to improve. Uh, Simon Kreklau um, has played a good outfield for us here uh, early in the season and is going to be a big part of, of what we are going forward. Uh, Peyton Church also has um, stepped in, made a big relay play from second in the Monaga doubleheader in limited action there. Um, but all of these these kids are, are waiting for their opportunities, and that's those are the ones that that need four and five games a week to to be able to jump in and help us out. So I've been pleasantly surprised with uh, the sophomore class. There are a number of them that have gotten some opportunities and what they've shown us so far. And some of the biggest things, you know, being an underclassman coming up from JV and then into the varsity level, you know, it's still the game of baseball, but just the speed of the game and the stuff that you're expected to know and your responsibilities, that, you know, that urgency is just heightened up a little bit. How, do you, how well do you think uh, those underclassmen have handled uh, their taste of varsity action? Uh, they've done well. You know, some of them have had a little bit of um, varsity experience in prior years, but, but not much. Um, they've face some tough scenarios in the summer with with Baber within and making some deep runs in state tournaments so they've been in some pressure situations uh the tough thing for for your your ninth and tenth grade crew or or guys in that area is they're kind of caught in between where they don't maybe have that full-time role on varsity uh where they get bounced around between JV and varsity so they're they're not consistently playing full games and um, they've done a good job of, of taking advantage of their opportunities and being ready to go when we need them, and, and that's what we need, and that's uh, what gives us the depth that we have um, on this squad. And you mentioned earlier you got a tough week coming up, a lot of games, a lot of good quality opponents. Uh, to have a, what do you see as a, you know, you know, obviously you want to win every single game, but what do you see as a good, uh, you know, you say at the end of the week, my team did X, Y, and Z, and I feel really confident about it. What are those things? Well, uh, the big thing I want to see from us going forward is eliminating the ugly inning. Uh, we've had some bad innings. Uh, the first inning against Pierce cost us that game in a 3-2 to two game, and then we had a an ugly inning the, the second game against Monaga in the cold weather. And, and there's going to be games where we can get away with that, and there's going to be games where we can't, and I'd like to see us uh, consistently play a full seven innings uh, defensively so that when we're playing these tough teams that we have ahead, especially like the Mills and Watertown and Perm this week, um, we can't have that, can't afford it if we, if we want to win those games. 
talking with Wadena Deer Creek head baseball coach Kyle Dykoff. Coach, thanks so much for taking the time to talk about your team and a busy week you guys have ahead, and we'll break it all down next week. Thanks, CJ. Next up on Wolverines Weekly, we are talking with Wadena Deer Creek head softball coach Tracy Jack. And, Coach, just talk about how the last week has been for your team. Uh, it's been a really good week for us. We were able to get in a doubleheader against OTC on Tuesday and swept them. Um, we won our first game 13-4 to and then our second game 13-8. to um, It's just been so great being able to play games. The girls uh, have worked hard all spring in the gym and now to get on the field and see that hard work pay off has been really fun. And talk about a couple things throughout uh, you know the week that you've kind of noticed with your team uh, in games. What have you really liked so far? Um, so our pitching is just getting better and better. Um, uh, the biggest thing in past years that we've given up lots of walks and hit batters and other teams have taken advantage of that and this season we're really um, getting the the ball across the plate and letting the other team hit it so our defense can make the plays um, instead of giving free bases up um, they were making the other teams earn when they get base runners uh, so that's been been really fun this year with our pitchers having their hard work paying off. And you mentioned that. What has kind of been a, a little bit of the turnaround, like you said, from last year? Has it been experience? Has it been a couple adjustments made by uh, by your players? What has kind of led to that? It's definitely been the experience, um, which sounds funny because it's our our some of our underclassmen pitchers who are really being leaders for us but they've put in a lot of time the past few summers and outside of the season to work on different pitches, and um, it's it's definitely making a difference for the team and the program when those girls are working outside the March to May season on their game, and it's really start, starting to show. And, you know, you mentioned pitching and just how important that is, and especially uh, in a season where there's going to be a lot of doubleheaders and, and and games where you're going to be playing multiple times a week. Just talk about uh, your pitching depth and just uh, just kind of how beneficial that is for you. Yeah, so fortunately with softball it's a little bit different than baseball that we don't have a pitch count or inning limits or anything like that. So we could have our same one pitcher pitch all season long, but um, this season we won't necessarily need to rely on just one pitcher. Uh, we have uh, two freshmen who have been putting in a lot of time. Our our freshman Montana Carson, she was Player of the Week this this week for the Wolverines. Um, she's kind of taken taken the charge in the circle. Um, having three wins now on the season, but then Jenna Dykoff is another freshman pitcher. Uh, she got her first win of the season on Tuesday in one of those OTC games. Um, those are kind of our main starting pitchers for the season, but then we also have a couple girls who are going to be able to give us a lot of innings here and there when we need some um, need, need to give our starting pitchers a break or need some relief. So Haley Kircher and Chloe Capan are um, also pitching that they'll be um, getting, getting some innings in as well. 
And you know, you mentioned a lot of younger pitchers and a lot of girls who really have the opportunity to grow uh, throughout the years. How excited are you for their development? Oh, it's it's awesome. Um, kind of a lot of my mentors that I've worked with the last couple of years, um, baseball coach Kyle Dykoff, especially he's he's been uh, um, alongside me the whole time I've been coaching and kind of giving me that guidance of you you put in the the time and effort into your youth programs and that's going to come around and benefit you in the long run in your varsity program and we're we're definitely seeing that right now and so it's fun to see those girls that have been working hard since t-ball and coming up and playing in competitive games and getting lots of wins. And you mentioned the getting wins part, and for your team to, to get a sweep against OTC earlier in the week, and of course getting a win the week before, just you know, getting that, and especially in that shortened season, not a lot of time to really get some momentum. How important is it to get those first few wins and really start to build confidence? It's it's huge for us. Um, so right now we're four and zero. We got a win against Swanville yesterday afternoon, and with those girls having that as as how our season is starting off, um, that momentum is just going to keep us going, and we've been able to bounce back when things don't go our way in a game, but being able to start off on such a high note for the season, it's only going to keep getting better. And you mentioned that game against Swanville yesterday. You had the bats break out, won 14-4. What was working well from the lineup? Uh, You know, we switched the lineup a little bit up to um, get more speed at the top of our order. And even when we um, even when we got our girls on, some of our middle of the lineup really stepped up and got big hits with runners in scoring position. So just up and down the lineup, um, one hit led to another hit, and the momentum was, was really cruising for us yesterday. So it was fun to see... Uh, lots of players getting hits. Everyone in the starting lineup either had hits or RBIs in the win, so fun to see that success all the way around. We're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head softball coach Tracy Jack. And, Coach, you're able to get some wins. Unfortunately, the weather's still uh, still a little bit of a factor as you guys had Friday's game uh, postponed. But still, we'll chat at you next week, and hopefully we can talk about a few more games. Yes, that sounds like a plan. Thank you so much. 4-0, The Wolverines are 4-0 to start the year in softball. Great to see, especially with the young arms, especially leading the charge, but those bats added in a little bit as well. We are going to take a break, and when we return, we're going to wrap things up by talking with the Wadena Deer Creek boys and girls golf coaches on Wolverines Weekly on KWAD. Welcome back into Wolverines Weekly, and we are checking in over on the course in Staples with Wolverine head boys golf coach Scott Woods. And, Coach, you guys are able to get out to a meet. Talk about what it's like out there. It's actually not bad. We're uh, we're happy to be out here. It's, we miss most of the rain. They got rained on a little bit this morning when they were warming up. But since then, it's, it's been good. It's chilly, a little breezy, of course. But what else is new this spring? <laughs> right and just uh talk a little bit about uh what the meet has been like so far and just kind of how everybody's been doing well there you know there are uh, we've only got a couple holes in this morning so we're off to a, a decent start from what i've looked at 
kind of nice because the high school league last year started going to an app where kids actually put their score in on their phone hole by hole. So uh, we're able to watch, uh, at least kind of keep track because it, it's one of those sports that's really difficult to, when I started doing this, you weren't allowed to coach on the course at all. You couldn't even talk to the kids and then it's kind of progressed through the years and where now you're able to, um, but it's a unique sport that way. Kids are spread out all over the place. It's, it's very difficult to do and um, there's some coaches that'll walk with a particular player and um, some that don't at all. They stay in the clubhouse and it's just kind of a, a preference of what you do and um, for me, it's it's a challenge. I usually do most of my coaching at home and on the range, and then on the way back, we talk a lot in the van, and um, it's kind of however you feel works best. Because it, it again, it's a challenge. Do you walk with your number one or your number six? Or <laughs> so I try and catch, you know, if I can catch each of the kids a couple times throughout their round. And, um, but I, again, I can see their score where I used to be in the past. You had no idea how they were doing, so. Um, so far, so good. We're just a few holes in, and, and scores don't look too bad. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but just how uh, believe this your first uh, actual meet you're able to get out and be able to get to do this, or did you guys have one earlier in the week? Yeah, it's actually not. We did get what happened is on Tuesday at our place, um, we were supposed to go over to uh, the Brainerd area, and we flipped it, and we were able to play our first conference meet at home. So we do have one in. Um, we did okay there. We had a nice start. Uh, Cole Woods did end up with a an 80, which ended up being third. Second place was a 78. And then we had a 68 thrown in there, a very good player from Pequot who had kind of a crazy, crazy good score for those conditions. Um, so that was nice to see. Isaac Christensen had a 95. He was kind of about the middle of the pack. And then our other four guys didn't score real well, but again, just gained some early valuable experience that, uh, um, they wouldn't have had otherwise getting to have an early meet. So it, it was nice to get out. So this is, you know, that was that was our first round of competition, and this is our second today, and then hopefully we keep getting more in. We uh, Next week we go over to the Pines, kind of in the Brainerd area, for another conference meet. And then um, the, uh, the Friday, the 6th, we were supposed to go to Fort Crappets, but that one got postponed so in the data got postponed to we probably can't play so what we are going to try to do since one of the meets we missed was called a pre-section meet just to kind of get all the teams together play the course where sections is going to be that was supposed to be uh, again it got moved a few times it ended up being on our day of caring and i didn't think it was right to take the kids out of out of that community event so our plan is to go over and just play the course bring the kids and so we'll have that coming up uh, I think we're going to go on May 6th, the way it looks. And, and again, it won't, won't be a meet, uh, but at least the kids will get to play the course, get a feel for it. Um, so hopefully now we're kind of underway and, and get to go kind of steady if the weather will hold for us. And you know, like you said, you got your first meet of the season in uh, earlier this week. And just how exciting was it? And how excited were your kids to finally get out there and uh, get to compete? Why they were very excited, and I think one of the best parts when we flipped it to our place was I was able to send out, you know, having more kids out this year, having a lot of guys that are new, not just this year, but last year, uh, it was really nice to be at home to begin with, because then what I was able to do is play a lot of the other kids and use it as another qualifier. So basically, a lot of times what you'll do in golf, where it's uh, it's a team sport, but it's a lot of individual stuff as well, 
this, you know, we have things, we just call them a qualifier and they go out and either play nine or 18 holes. And, you know, you can determine who your six are that go. So it's not subjective like other sports. Um, you can take those top six and put them in meat. So that's what I did. And then the guys that didn't make it played same course, same conditions, same day, apples to apples comparison. Um, and that gave us, you know, another way to kind of determine who should go. So that flipped a few kids for today. And then again, we'll play today. And um, when Tuesday rolls around, we'll probably rotate a couple different kids. And, and so now as the year progresses, we can use those scores and meets. We can also do a few more qualifiers and just kind of keep narrowing down who gets to play. And so far, that's been a great thing. We had practice yesterday, and I gave kids kind of the option of, standing down at the range getting help from myself or Coach Elfring uh, or going out on the course or a combination of both. And we had a lot of kids that did that. They, they stood down there and practiced. Each of us went and played with some guys that, that wanted some help. And then when we finished, uh, there were still, I bet I still had a half a dozen guys out there last night when it was 6.37 o'clock that weren't going home. So it's, it's we're off to, considering the terrible weather, we're off to a pretty good start. Yeah, and, and how nice of it and how great of a feeling is that as a coach when you have guys that want to be around there and just guys that want to really work at it? It's great. And and like I said, our scores, you know, aren't showing it yet, but that's that makes sense, you know, with a lot of new guys. Uh, but it's a great feeling. A couple of years ago, our numbers were really low, but again, you kind of go through ebbs and flows with that. My first go-around coaching here, we used to have really good numbers, but again, our school numbers were higher. So, um, you know, just a couple of years back, our numbers were really low. We were struggling to get enough kids to go to a varsity meet, and we really couldn't even schedule any JV or junior high. So this is a really good feeling. And, I, you know, I keep telling the kids being new, just keep your head up, just work hard, and try and get a little better with every every meet, every practice, whatever you can do. And, you know, the last thing I told the kids when they got off the bus today, and I, I kind of generally do that with every sport I coach, and you want to be competitive, you want to win, you want to do all those things. But I, what I always tell them is, what's the number one rule and they pretty much all know it now it's go out and have fun you know it's 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 one of those things where if you're not enjoying it you should be doing something else regardless of your score and, and most of the kids buy into that and on top of it i might say you know today might be tough weather but you got a day out of school <laughs> you know go enjoy that golf unfortunately and most of them varsity meets are during the day so they can clear up the course so they can get making money you know when people get off work so it's the good and the bad the kids enjoy getting out it's just it, it kind of gets tough having to pull them out of school um, but but again if they're getting the big concept that they're having fun problem uh you know i don't know if we'd say problem solved but i mean that's the that's what you want extracurricular activities to be you want the kids to enjoy it and have a good time we're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head boys golf coach Scott Woods. Coach, great to see that you guys are back out on the course again and being able to compete, and we'll talk about how uh, the next week's meet go when we talk next week. Sounds great. Thanks for having us. I mean, that's why we do it, right? Have fun. And that's a great rule that Coach Woods is uh, instilling in that uh, team. And like you said, get out of a day of school, get to be outside, get to get a little exercise. It's that's, it's fun, and it's fun to be with your classmates and your friends, and that's what high school sports are all about, and that's why we love talking about it here on Wolverines Weekly. Speaking of another team that's going to be having fun real soon, let's talk with Coach Ross and the girls' golf team. Next up here on Wolverines Weekly, we are talking with Wadena Deer Creek head girls' golf coach Kevin Ross. And, Coach, just talk about uh, what's been going on the last week with your team. Um, we've... Uh... 
we've actually been practicing every day. Um, even though it's 43, 44 degrees, we're, we're outside, and uh, we were supposed to have a meet on uh, today, actually, in Bemidji, but that was canceled due to they're not open yet. So we've just been practicing and looking forward to we have a Monday pre-section at uh, Blackberry and Sartell on Monday, and then we actually picked up another meet here on uh, I'm hosting 10 girls and boys teams from north of here that aren't open on a conference so the girls are gonna play in that one also and how good does that feel knowing uh you know that obviously the one in Bemidji had to get canceled but play I haven't looked at the weather too much but looking at Sartell next week and then eventually hosting a meet how good does it feel just to know like these days are all like very likely going to happen right right it's uh, you know, right now they're going to go no matter what, unless it, you know, rains all weekend and the course is really wet. And, but they're, they'll they'll go. We got We have to get them in now. So. And you mentioned you were able to get out on the course uh, every single day this weekend and get girls golfing. And just how how good was it to get them back out and get them consistent time uh, on um, the course? Yeah, it's it's great. Um, you know, we're working on. Working on the chipping and the putting a little bit here and there, but just to kind of get in a little bit of a routine and getting in actually walking, um, you know, walking some holes because, you know, a lot, well, all of these girls have never played in a meet, so, you know, most of them, most of them haven't, you know, walked 18 holes also, so we're trying to, trying to build them up a little bit. And you mentioned that building them up a little bit, and as we've talked about before, you know a lot of it's a young team and a lot of uh, golfers who need experience. So have you kind of seen that growth even just throughout the week of seeing them just get more and more comfortable on the course? Yep, yep. And we, you know, you you try to get them out there, and there's you know a lot of things to go over, different rules and different you know different things like that. But it's it's going to be you know a little learning process, and luckily. Now the coaches can kind of coach on the course per se. I don't, I don't really do that, but I walk out there and you know see how they're doing and stuff like that, and if they have any questions. And it's it's a learning experience, you know. Get the first one done, and second one will be twice as good. And you know, how big is it going to be to finally get them out uh, to a meet uh, next week and and just be able to tell them, you know, this is what a meet looks like, this is what the competition level is, and and kind of help them go from there right yeah it's uh you know everything's uh all new so you know you you get off the bus well what do i do you know you got to get in that little routine you go hit some balls and get your phone adjusted so you can enter scores and it's all it's all a little different but they're you know they're all smart girls so they'll they'll pick it up real quick and they'll have you know questions on rules and stuff like that but Girls are pretty good at helping each other. So, and you mentioned that you guys are going to be hosting a meet and, and uh, trying to help some of these northern schools uh, kind of get some meets in, along with uh, you guys as well. Uh, how great is it just to you know obviously just have a course here and have everything ready to go and just offer that to uh, schools up north? Yeah, it's <clears throat> you know for me as a coach, it's great. For me as a, a professional out here, it's really good. Um, and we were supposed to have a boys' meet here on Tuesday, but 
we had it earlier last week because the northern schools weren't open, so we just flip-flop dates. So it, it's and it's and it's really nice that they're allowing our girls to be in it. So we're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head girls golf coach Kevin Ross and coach. Thanks so much for taking the time to to join in and talk with us. I know a lot hasn't quite happened yet, but you guys are just on the cusp of being able to start getting to do some stuff, and we can't wait to hear how they did next week. Thank you very much. That'll wrap up our show for today. If you missed any of it, you can check it all on WadenaRadio.com. Until next week, I'm CJ Baumgartner for Wolverines Weekly on KWAD. We'll see you next time. Did you know 77% of women who wear bladder weakness products experience intimate skin irritation? As if having incontinence wasn't stressful enough. But Tenna Intimate Pads have been gynecologist tested and do not cause skin irritation. Gentle on my intimate skin. I need to try Tenna Intimate Pads. Visit TennaSample.com for your free sample. Kind to skin protects like Tenna.